The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through Him, and without Him nothing came to be. What came to be through Him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through Him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the Word became flesh, and made His dwelling among us, and we saw His glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to Him and cried out, saying, This was He of whom I said, The one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me, because He existed before me. From His fullness we have all received grace in place of grace, because while the law was given through Moses, Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son, God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed Him. The Gospel of the Lord. As we come on this Christmas morning, we do so with great joy in our hearts, recognizing that indeed this is the day in which our Savior comes in the flesh. Our Savior has been born of a virgin. He's one with us, Emmanuel. It's the day in which He who is our hope, our life, the light of the world, comes to cast out the darkness of sin and death, to reconcile us to the Father. It's an occasion of great joy. And in this celebration, there are many, many mysteries. And the church in our wisdom and our love for us, her children, tells us that it is not good for us simply to allow this occasion to pass in one day and then to move on to the next, but rather to allow ourselves to soak it in over time. And so she gives us an octave, eight days, to reflect upon this mystery, the octave of Christmas. It concludes on the Feast of Mary, Mother of God, January 1st. Eight days we sing and rejoice at the gift of the birth of our Savior. But not only that, not only an octave, the church goes even farther to give us a whole season for Christmas. A season, a time for us to reflect upon the mysteries of the life of Jesus Christ prior to his ministry. The Christmas season this year stretches to January the 15th. In the coming weeks, we'll reflect upon the following Sundays of the Sunday of Mary, Mother of God, 
And understanding the fact that the Lord took on human flesh, that chose a woman of this earth, one of our own, to become one of us. The weekend after that, we will celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany, when the three wise men come to the Lord and provide Him gifts, but also, symbolically, they give themselves to Him. And then lastly, we'll conclude the Christmas season with a celebration of the baptism of the Lord, that day in which the Lord was baptized by St. John, and he hears those blessed words come from the Father, this is my beloved Son. With that, his earthly ministry begins. Interestingly, if you really like your Christmas decorations and you want to keep them up long enough, as long as humanly possible, and reasonably possible, the Vatican keeps the decorations for Christmas up until February the 2nd, recognizing that 40 days after the birth of Christ was the purification of Mary, the presentation of the Lord Jesus in the temple as a child. It's a recognition that the 40 days is important for us as Catholics. And we know that the 40 years in the desert, the people of Israel wandering, looking for the homeland, the 40 days that Jesus spent in preparation for his ministry. We know 40 days is the route by which we have the season of Lent and the season of Advent. But also the 40 days was traditionally held in the early church after Christmas. And so the celebration of Christmas, the Christmas trees would stay up clear until February the 2nd. 40 days, reflecting on the gift of our Lord, He who took on our flesh. Those realities are important for us. Because whereas the world, so many around us will say today, thanks be to God that Christmas is finally over. We smile and go, thanks be to God, Christmas is finally here. We've been anticipating it for so long, and yet today it arrives. Today, Christmas begins. Today, we begin to to hear those hymns, those beautiful carols sung throughout the history of the church that echo in the liturgy. Today, we begin. So often, the world likes to hop along from high point to high point. We all notice, we we all get frustrated, we all vent against it at certain points. We know that before Halloween, you know, before Halloween is done, Thanksgiving decorations are out. And before Thanksgiving is done, Christmas decorations are out. And before Christmas decorations are really even put up, we'll see king cakes in just a couple of weeks. And then after the king cakes, we'll have the Easter bunny will come around and we'll see the Easter stuff. And then, and then it just continues on and on and on. And we're constantly looking forward to the next thing rather than allowing ourselves to sit in the place where the Lord is inviting us. Always looking at the next high point, rather than to permit ourselves to soak like a good tea, to steep in the Lord and allow the flavors to marinate, to ripen, to become fruitful and perfect within us. To allow the Lord Jesus to really speak of himself in the Christmas season and not just look forward to the next big thing that's to come. And that's why the church gives us a whole season. Not just a day, a season to reflect upon the hidden life of Jesus Christ. Because the hidden life is incredibly important to us. Again, the high points are that we typically go from the, from the birth of the Lord, and then we hear about his baptism, and then we dive into his earthly ministry, and we love the earthly ministry of Jesus. Because wonderful things happen. Miracles happen, and conversions, and healings, and all these incredible things. But if we content ourselves to focus solely on that... We implicitly try to make our spiritual life to be the same. 
To go from one high feeling to the next, from one miraculous thing to the next, from one great thing, great experience of God to the next. And we neglect the fact that 30 years of Jesus' life was quiet, was hidden, was rather unmiraculous. It's like our daily life. If we continue to seek out the exciting things of faith, we neglect the fact that Jesus is with us through the ordinary stuff of life. The other day, whenever we were setting up the nativity scene at St. Anne, one of the parishioners, as we were putting the ox and the ass and the lambs in place, he said, Father, how about I go to the stable back of the house and get some manure and bring it in here and spread it around the bottom of the thing. That way everybody comes and they get a real feel for what the manger scene would have been like. Of course, we all laugh because, you know, anybody that walks in church and, you know, you smell the incense, you know what that means, but you smell, you smell manure, you're like, whoo, <laughs> kind of smoke is Father going today. And yet, within that little bit of a joke, there is a great and a profound truth that the Lord Jesus is with us, not just in the beautiful parts, not just in the high things, but he's with us in the manure of daily life. He's with us in the messy stuff. Remember that Jesus experienced all things like us but sin. All things. Jesus experienced the sorrow of loss, just like we do. Imagine his sorrow at losing his grandparents, St. Anne, St. Joachim, of losing Joseph, of losing other family and friends. The sorrow of the things that he experienced in the course of his daily life, much like us. Loneliness from time to time, an emptiness in his heart maybe. To know that he labored just like us. That as we have our work to do through the course of each day, which can seem sometimes mundane, can seem uh, devoid of the spiritual things, Jesus did that too. Laboring with Joseph and others. With the spread of his brow, fruitful with his hands, truly getting a splinter or two along the way, experiencing pain just like you, to experience the joys of family, the joys of occasions that we celebrate this time of year, where family is drawn together, to know that the good things that happen to us, so too Jesus shared in those, to contemplate the laughter of Jesus. The scriptures tell us that Jesus wept, They don't tell us that Jesus laughed, but I have a hard time believing that God could spend 33 years of his life on earth and never once laugh. I'm pretty sure he laughs at me quite often from heaven (laughs) as I'm trying to get through my day. (laughs) The reality that Jesus in his normal life, prior to his ministry, as we reflect upon that, as we reflect upon those things, those hidden things, that it has a way of infiltrating our daily life too. If we try to stay only on the high points of the life of Jesus, we forget the fact that he's with us in our low points. We seek only the high things, and we feel abandoned elsewise. Our Lord Jesus comes to us. And so I invite you in in the coming weeks to journey with me to the school of Nazareth, to the dwelling place of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, the Holy Family, and there to learn from them in their example, to contemplate their lives for the next three weeks in this Christmas season, 
to see what their daily life means for ours. What the implications are truly for the Word becoming flesh, not just being born, but living just like us. For weeks we've called upon Jesus to come to us. O come, O come, Emmanuel. And indeed, He is with us. He has taken on our flesh, and He invites us to be with Him. Come, let us fill our hearts with the joy and peace of His presence. Let us walk with Christ our Savior, who comes to walk with us. Come, let us go to Nazareth.